1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
2: What's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Latinx Influencers. I'm your host, Yesenia Garcia. Hey, guys, today we're going to be remembering a legend, Kobe Bryant. A legend not only to basketball fans, but also to the Latino community. All right, guys, here with me today I have one of my dear friends, Yasmin Lopez. Thank you so much, girl, for being my guest today.
1: Hello, thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired. I'm, you know, I'm I'm trying to get my day going.
2: There you go. Well, it's Wednesday. How how are you? How are you? Long time no talk. I know. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, let everybody know a little bit about you. What do you do?
1: I am in Tucson, Arizona, and I work at ATV Station here at KOLD News 13, and I currently do a segment called This Tucson, and what we do is we go to local businesses, and new businesses that are popping, and we go and we try their food, and we check it out, we give our own little review, and so far it's going really good.
2: That sounds, um, that sounds yummy.
1: <laughs> it is, it is. It, it's it is it is yummy. We wanted to actually originally call it Yasmin's yummies instead of of <laughs> Tucson, but we realized that wasn't appropriate.
2: So <laughs> That could go so many ways. Inappropriately. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine
1: how much attention you get.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And also a lot of complaints to the news station. Yasmin's means yummies, I mean. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes. I can already already imagine all the phone calls.
2: Oh, okay, well, good for you. I'm so happy you're doing what you love.
1: Yes, of course. Eat food and be filmed doing it. It, It's different, but it's fine. It's okay. I'm not that shy, obviously.
2: (laughs) We'll have to check you out. Hey, so as we know, the world continues to mourn the loss of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and the other seven that were killed last month in the helicopter crash. But that also includes us Latinos. You're a big sports fan. Tell me how that was for you.
1: You know, when I when I heard about it, um, I actually just, like, opened a message for my friend. And she she sent me, like, a screenshot. And she said, uh, this can't be real. So then... I'm the one that has to like debunk all the stuff and tell my friends like no that's not real this is real like obviously when you work in news like you mm-hmm. know where to get your sources from and um my heart dropped and I was like nah, no 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 you know like they got it wrong this is like something something like that mm-hmm. so I sure enough you know where I go to is TMZ because TMZ can't get it wrong and and it was real yes. and it was real and I remember um I was walking from the kitchen to my room and I just remember falling. I just remember like just sliding down the wall and falling and my daughter was there and she was like, what happened? You know, like, she's like, what's going on? And, yeah. and then I, I tell my mom, I like yell it. And I go, mom, I go, you know, el you know like, like Kobe Bryant, it's just Kobe died. And she was like, you know, I saw something like that earlier on my phone but you told me to never believe everything I see on the internet. And I was like, but this is the stuff you're supposed to tell me. Like, this is a big name. And she was like, well, I just didn't believe it. Yeah. And so then I, we kept, I I kept digging and, you know, my other number one source is Twitter. So I go to Twitter and there it is. Like everyone is commenting and everyone's sharing articles and everyone's sharing moments and memories and pictures and and their own tributes. And, and, and it's even more emotional, yeah. even more emotional. Everybody has a different grasp to Kobe. My best friend had the biggest heartache of them all. Like I couldn't even call him. Cause I know that if I did, it, he would have been a mess over the phone. And I didn't speak to him until the end of the day. And he said, I am so heartbroken. Like you cannot believe this was my superhero. This was someone that I looked up to my entire life like he was everything
2: yeah and I feel like he was was like that to a lot of people and see here's the thing I'm not like really into sports like I'll watch I'll go watch a game just to go watch a game but I don't know much about hardly any sports to be honest but I feel like Mm -hmm. his death kind of hit everyone in a way you know what I'm saying like like, yeah. whether you were a basketball fan or not, it hit you. And then you said that you couldn't believe it when it happened. I couldn't either. Anybody who I've spoken with about this couldn't either. But here's the thing. We're, like, over a month later, and – or is it today exactly? A month, right? And it's yeah. it, it feels like we still can't believe it.
1: I I, I mean, you have, you have a point. You It, it hit us all differently. Like, I, there was a tweet that I saw – And it said um, Kobe was so present in our lives in so many different ways. And it it was just, and I was like, that's true. That's true. Like I, I was introduced into like all these sports at a late age through um, my boyfriend at the time and his friends. And they were very knowledgeable people. And I remember like, Oh man, I want to be like that. I want to be, you know, not, you know, know all my analytics and everything in sports and, you know, names and everything. I want to have that knowledge. And I remember Mm -hmm. the first, person that my friends were obsessed with was Kobe Bryant and that's how I got introduced to the Lakers and all this like you know LA culture and what it is in sports and the Dodgers and all this kind of stuff and I'm like this is amazing you know this is great he was a legend in that stable center and and to have his services there obviously like there's no other way to say goodbye than to you know fill that place up with over 22,000 people and and be in the house that he built
2: Exactly. And that
1: was insane to see all those people. And and what I, I think what I respected more about it is that people were respecting the fact that they had said, like, if you're not gonna be going to the service, you know, don't come downtown. And I remember seeing the live feeds yesterday or, or when or when the memorial was and, and there wasn't chaos. Like there was, you know, the day of the Grammys when it right. happened. It would mean mm. it was packed people actually respected the fact that it's like, all right, I ha- I obviously have no business going downtown if I'm not going to go to the services.
2: Right. That's amazing that they respected that and that it allowed the service to flow, you know? And going back a little bit yeah. here with what you said that when you were introduced to this, you know, you're a second generation Latina, yet you know all about this. You know, you know the culture, you know basketball, you know Kobe Bryant. And that was my thing that, Kobe Bryant wasn't just a legend to basketball fans he was a legend to the Latino community and actually back in 2016 according to NBC News Kobe said quote my Latino fans are very important to me because they were the first ones who embraced me the most when I got here and actually in you know he tried to learn Spanish from what you know, we've heard and known uh, because of his wife, Vanessa, you know, she knows Spanish obviously. And in an interview with Univision, he actually said that he learned Spanish by watching novelas. (laughs) (laughs) It works. You know, I don't
1: doubt it. It works. I remember I had a boyfriend that for sure I would come home and he'd have it on Univision and he'd be watching like, you know, La Rosa de Guadalupe, or some crazy stuff. And I'm just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, well, you won't teach me Spanish. I got to learn on my own. And I'm just like, well,
2: that's my husband. I don't know if that's
1: going to help. <laughs> but then he'll, but you know what he did pick up when I'd be like, are you with my mom on the phone in Spanish? He'd be like, be nice. And I'm like, you don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> but, you know, like, after, after the passing and everything, like, you know, like, all these videos and interviews were popping up, and obviously the one that he had with Univision was one that really popped out, because that yeah. was, if it wasn't your first time hearing him speak Spanish, it definitely left that impression. Yeah. It left that impression in you where it's like, wow. And, you know, he he knows more languages, and he came from, yeah. like, a European culture, so so he knows, you know, that it's, it's, it's diverse for him, you know, like, obviously, he's, every outlet exactly. is for him
2: and that's why he's a legend. That's why he's so respected because yeah. he embraced every culture and diversity. Okay, so just this last <laughs> Monday, February 24th was a farewell to Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant. And did you know that there was something really symbolic about the date 2242020. So 2 was for, obviously, Gianna's number. 24 was for Kobe's number during the Lakers, while he played for the Lakers. And then 20 years with Vanessa, and then 20 years playing for the Lakers. Isn't that something else?
1: I I thought that was amazing. I mean, obviously very symbolic to everyone.
2: Yeah, to me, that's just kind of crazy how, like, life happens, you know? Like... Like I maybe I'm just looking too much into it, but it's like he died last month, and then it was just in time to like do this memorial service where Vanessa could pick this date to where it was so symbolic yeah. in this way, you know. It's like the irony. Yeah, and of I life. mean,
1: there's there's some people who like you know fully believe in this like numerology kind of method, and and obviously it means something you know i don't yeah. think that these numbers just appeared just out of coincidence i you know it 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 means
2: something exactly and i'm sure there's people out there who are probably like no it doesn't mean anything like it's just when they passed and it's just what pro- yeah. proceeds after this you know but to me i'm the kind of person that definitely believes in signs definitely believes in things happen for a reason and and mm-hmm. these things these little things you know like these numbers i believe in like the time 1111 11, a.m. <laughs> i don't know You
1: know, yeah, yeah.
2: So, 250,000 people have gone out to the Staples Center since uh, Kobe Bryant passed away. And, like you said earlier, over 20,000 people were at the service on Monday. It was completely sold out. And the amazing thing about this was obviously that, you know, the Bryant family had so much support, um, but also that every ticket sold was donated, like, the proceeds from the tickets were donated to the Mamba and Mambasita Sports Foundation.
1: Yeah, I thought that was amazing. I think, I'm not too sure, but I think I saw something on, like, on Twitter or on Facebook, and it was, like, either to donate um, $24, or the tickets were, like, $24.02 or or $2.24 or something like that. Or I think a bigger donation was, like, $224.
2: Well, I mean, nonetheless, it's regardless of how much the tickets were, it's amazing that all of the proceeds are going to the future of basketball for these young kids.
1: Yeah, I think it's beautiful.
2: So you watched the uh, memorial service on Monday. How many times oh, yeah. did you cry during the speeches?
1: I mean, I I held it in as much as I could because... Um, I was still at work <laughs> and I had to, I had to keep it together cause people were coming in and out of my, my, uh, my office. And, um, it wasn't until the end when they replayed the whole, you know, the Oscar winning deer basketball that he did. Yeah. Um, it just, it felt a lot more personal. And, and so I lost it at the end and I remember I was at work maybe like an hour and a half after the fact that I was supposed to leave, and um I was like, "I gotta get out of here and and then I realized I'm leaving work and my eyes all bloodshot red, and my eyelashes are all full of water mm-hmm. and um that I think that's what hit me the most was just hearing his voice again and explaining his love for basketball and and at the end how he had to say goodbye and it was like another reminder of him like saying goodbye, you know yeah, and And another reminder to to tell us, you know, that he's not here anymore and he's not not coming back. And that's the hardest thing of them all.
2: Yeah, honestly, I was crying the entire time, especially during Vanessa's speech. Let's hear a little bit about what she had to say.
0: I won't be able to tell her how gorgeous she looks on her wedding day. I'll never get to see my baby girl walk down the aisle, have a father-daughter dance with her daddy, dance on the dance floor with me, or have babies of her own.
2: That, to me, is just heartbreaking. I cannot imagine. You and I both, we have a daughter. Like I said, I can't even begin to imagine her heartbreak. To me, it's just unimaginable. I, I can't even.
1: I, I, I... You know, I heard her say those things, and um, like you said, we have daughters, and it's just like we, we empathize with that, and and um, <clears throat> I think for like a second, you know, you put yourself in that position where it's like if I were gone, you know, my daughter wouldn't have a mom on her wedding day or have her mom, you know, see all these big events, and it's it, – losing a parent yeah. is, is just so difficult, And and she was so young. She had so much – to do so much to accomplish exactly. and she was she had such a bright future like the outcome of it what what would have been would have been amazing.
2: Yeah, I mean it's like Diana Tarasi said it's she was the future to the the women's MBA.
1: Yeah, and and what what more what more I mean it's just a lot more powerful coming from Diana being you know, such a a big reflection of of the WNBA, you know, like, you know, obviously Kobe gave her the nickname of the white Mamba, the black Mamba because she was amazing. And, and, you know, Diana saw that she saw it in Gianna and I thought that was amazing. You know, Gianna had all these figures, including her dad. Yeah. to, To look up to.
2: It is definitely a tragedy in so many ways for the Bryant family, for all the other families affected, um, for the entire world, for basketball fans, for, for sports fans. I mean, it's it's such a tragedy the way that they passed away, what could have been. But I feel like in every death, you know, it's the, what could have been with those people. But in this case, it's just... You know, Gianna was so so talented when it came. I'm pretty sure to everything else, but of course, what we know is basketball and the bright future that she had, and it's definitely, it's definitely a tragedy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it's it's sad to think the futures that um her and the other players on the helicopter would have had. Mm-hmm. You know, they they were all. Talentedly skilled and in, in, in every aspect in basketball, you know. Obviously, they were playing for this incredible team. Can you imagine being coached by Kobe Bryant? Like, I, I can't. I can't imagine.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, like
1: having a father. You know, he was so strict on himself growing up. Imagine doing that for your own kids. You know, yeah. like that's that's crazy to be coaching your kids. What I I do respect out of this whole um, remembrance and this whole memorial that they had. Is I appreciate I appreciated the humor that came out yes. of it. You know, who better than to you know Jimmy Kimmel? I mean, Jimmy Kimmel was a mess.
2: He you made me cry the most.
1: But but he um he he was the biggest Kobe fan, and he did a special literally the day that Kobe died, and and he just put together all the clips when Kobe mm-hmm. came to to visit, and I I thought it was perfect. I thought it was appropriate you know um i I couldn't have asked for anything better, really,
2: yeah, yeah, what did you think about Michael Jordan's speech?
1: I mean i <laughs> I think, um, I'm not the only one who thinks it's uncomfortable to see Michael Jordan cry, but <laughs> you know i i think I think that was like in an awe every time somebody was mentioned, you know, from the beginning, mm-hmm. from the beginning, when it was like. Ladies and gentlemen, Beyonce. I was like, What? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Vanessa Bryant. And I'm just like, What? I mean, what better than to hear from Vanessa first? Because that's what everybody's been waiting for. I think that a lot know? of people didn't know and if
2: she was gonna go out there or not, right?
1: I don't think people even had the idea that she would even go up there. Yeah. But I, I think, think that did. had she not I think had she not um, gone up there. I feel like people would have really came at her and, you know, like the paparazzi and the media would have been behind her even more until they heard something come out of her. So the fact that she was, like, first... You think so? She got it out of the way. I mean... I, I think so because... There
2: should be some the, sort of respect. the
1: age we're living in.
2: Yeah, I know. And that's the sad thing because there should be some sort of, like, respect... Um, the circumstances, you know, she's going through a lot. The woman is going through so much. Has she not shown up? Mm-hmm. That should have been perfectly understood. But that wasn't the case. She did show up. And I feel like that's amazing and so brave of her to do that. Um, but, yeah, like you said, this day and age, um, you just never know with the media. It's what it <laughs> I is. I
1: mean, it, it, yeah, it's what it is. It's, it's, it's the times we're living in now. It's yeah. like you want to hear and you want to see what what's happening, you know? Yes yeah, right. And, um I mean, I I think what Michael Jordan was, what Michael Jordan said was amazing because those are stories that we don't know about. These are things that we didn't know about. We didn't know that that was like his little brother and that he called him and that he texted him and wanted to know everything that he was going, you know, that he was doing because at the time Kobe was mimicking Jordan, you know, that's somebody, somebody he looked up to. Right. And so I, I thought that was amazing for him to go up there because like i said everybody that was mentioned it was like oh my gosh so when they
2: said michael jordan i was like what this man doesn't say
1: anything yeah listen to this you barely see him out in
2: public right listen to this this is what he had to say i'm sure you already listened to it but take a listen again
1: when kobe bryant died a piece of me died and as i look in this arena and across the globe a piece of you died or else you wouldn't be here
2: what do you think about that i mean that's that's big that shows you right there the love that he had for him and how close they were
1: i think he was pretty spot on with what he said and and i think he followed up with you know like this this death it it's a reminder to to live your life to live your life and and that was that was the right message to give out because it's it's so hard. We live in a day an age where it's like we're worried about work and we're worrying about making payments and what we look like and this and that and it's like we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. We I don't know what's gonna happen on my way back to work. You know, like we we don't know and and that's scary. But you know, we have to make the best of it all and for him to say that he like he had a reality check of his own, I'm guessing, because nobody thought that we would lose Kobe.
2: I know. I feel like a lot of people thought that way, that like he was kind of like immortal in some way because he was Kobe Bryant, the legend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You don't think about that stuff. You don't think about like, oh, my gosh, if Kobe Bryant were to die. No, you don't think about it. You don't think about these high spoken people like you, you just don't. Remember when, Mike, when Michael Jackson died? We're like,
2: yeah.
1: what? Like, he doesn't die. Like There's no way.
2: Exactly, but that's a this sad like thing, right? Like, name. like if we have one thing guaranteed in life, is that we're all going to die. At some yeah. point, we're, we're, I mean, you know, there's a timeline for all of us. Like, that's one thing that we have guaranteed, but I guess when it comes to, like, your, you know, people you look up to, heroes or, or you know, celebrities who you're a huge fan of, and it's like, yeah, no, that can't happen to them. But in reality, yeah, you no. know, we're all human.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I think um, another touching subject was when Sabrina came and spoke. Sabrina, the the Oregon Ducks player, and and she mm-hmm. had, uh, she had these moments with Kobe and at his camp and coaching the girls, and and for him, I, I mean, for her, it was, it was huge. Yeah. It was huge because he was watching her. It yeah. wasn't her watching him anymore. It was it was it was the other way around. Yeah. You know, like, she, she's not looking at his highlights. Now, you know, he's looking at her and telling her every day and before a game and texting her. Imagine getting, like, texts and phone calls from Kobe Bryant, you know, like, wishing you good luck and, you know, do better at this. And coaching, like, I think that's, that's so amazing to have. And, and she's breaking records. She's she's amazing right now. She's going to kill it at the WNBA. And, and she's going to know that she's always going to have you know Kobe on the shoulder. To yeah, look
2: over. And, and I think this just goes to show that Kobe Bryant um, didn't only help his daughters, his family, but that he made such a huge impact on a lot of people's life.
1: Yeah, I think it's super important what Kobe was doing, where he was focusing on women's basketball, yes. because those are that, thats something that's not highlighted in sports. You know, we live in in this day and age where it's like, eh, nobody watches WNBA. Eh, nobody goes and watches women's basketball. And it's not as highlighted as men's basketball, you know? And so he wanted to bring that to life because he didn't have sons and he didn't need them, you know? Like, of course, he would have loved to have one, but he had his daughters and he loved them. So so he wanted to pave the way for women in sports.
2: I feel like he did that. And I thought... I feel like he, he, he already opened that door to, like paved the way like you just said you know
1: Mhm. so yeah
2: I, th- I feel like he did he like- did a lot with the time that he had
1: yeah and he showed it and he was he was appreciative of, of 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 these players and he made sure that his players that he was coaching had the right representation and those women to look up to exactly like Diane and Sabrina and and that, I thought that was beautiful to yep. so have them, you know, bring them around.
2: Yep, exactly. Uh, so TMC also reported the same day of the memorial service that Vanessa Bryant actually filed a wrongful death lawsuit against uh, the helicopter company claiming that the pilot was reckless.
1: I, I don't know what to say about it. Um, obviously, it was. I don't think that it was something that was gonna be preventable. You well, know, I feel like this was somewhat of a of a freak accident because no matter how you see it, Kobe always flew. He always flew. And yeah. I mean I I don't I don't think that we know the details of what was wrong with the helicopter, how to not you know, if it was not supposed to leave or or if it was not, you know, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't and know. I get I get I get your point of view. Like he always, you know, flew and he always you know, to avoid the traffic. Like we know that. Like it was kinda like a daily thing for him, right? Um Yeah. But here's what the lawsuit alleges. According to TMC, they said that Island Express was only allowed to fly under visual flight rules and the conditions the day of the crash were not conducted for such flying and that the fog was extremely low and the pilot was blinding was in blinding conditions before the mishap the lawsuit also says the pilot was going 180 miles per hour in the heavy fog in a steep decline in the moments right before the crash in calabasas um they also claim according to the lawsuit they also claim that the pilot failed to properly monitor and assess the weather prior to takeoff so it sounds here like they're kind of blaming the pilot for not like getting the proper weather data report prior to like taking yeah. that flight um, I don't know I, I understand where you're coming from. maybe the heli- like the pilot should have taken more precautions maybe he did like you how, know what? how do we know this when that person is not here to kind I don't know it sounds like very very complicated yeah. to me. the suit says that it, the it was unnecessary. And needless, needlessly risky means of transportation under the circumstances. But then again, like, he did this every day. You know, he, like, flew every day. So,
1: yeah, complicated. It, it ran through my mind to think that um, maybe this wasn't, obviously, his first, you know, flying through fog yeah. scenario. You know, maybe he had done it before and maybe the pilot had done it before, and it was no problem. Um, obviously, the fog was visual. You saw it whether you were in the air or not, you know? Yeah. Um, but, like, but like I said, I feel like maybe maybe in the past, maybe it could have been something that, that he had done before, and so they were like, all right, well, you know, let's just go. Um, I don't know.
2: Yeah, we'll I don't know. see.
1: I, I feel like, I mean, it's the same as, as if we got in the car and there's heavy fog, but we still got to go to work, you know? Yeah. Um. But in in a sense, you know, we still take precautions, and and I don't know. I don't know if 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 um if things would have been different. You know, had he taken a car, but that wasn't the Kobe thing to do.
2: Yeah, I mean, at you this know, point, it's really kind of like the what if kind of like he couldn't have done or he would have done to have changed the future, and we wouldn't be here talking about this. You know, I guess the lawsuits yeah. back up is that the pilot was disciplined in 2015 for violating the visual right rule minimums of flying into an airspace of reduced visibility. So apparently he kind of already did this before to where he like saw that it wasn't a right time to fly and he still did it. The suit is asking for damages of pre-impact terror um, because apparently like everybody in the helicopter like had minutes to come to terms with what was happening. You know, like that is terrifying oh to think I
1: have that, no idea.
2: that you're uh, this is about to happen to you and not only this is about to happen to you but in Kobe's mind and in the parent in the other parents mind it's like oh my god your child is there with you
1: how are you gonna protect your child yeah
2: like what do you do how? at that point you know like that I wow I, like what do you do at that point you know like I never want to know, yeah, but I that's mean, we'll, just terrifying to think.
1: We'll never know what, what you know, what happened in there. Obviously, the helicopter didn't have a black box. You know, we don't know what what was what was done or said beforehand, and 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 we don't know. Uh, this is another another thought that ran through my head is you know, like when you're in a helicopter, you know, you're in your own separate seating, and you're strapped up in a in a in a seat belt, You know, like. We don't know if, if, you know, the parents were sitting on one side and the girls were sitting on the other. And it's yeah. just like, you know, to, to have that visual. But did you know that that the helicopter pilot was also a pilot for other celebrities and yeah. flew, like, Kylie Jenner around?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that.
1: So, I mean, he was obviously a notable guy that people knew and recommended. You yeah. know, this wasn't his first celeb or, or his first, you know, big, big flight or big you know ride i don't know it's it's obviously he had his experience he yeah had good recommendations
2: yeah like i said it just sounds very complicated um we'll definitely keep following this up and see how the lawsuit ends um but in the meantime our hearts go out to vanessa Bryan, to kobe bryant's daughters the families of the other ones affected the other Uh, people that were killed in the crash as well. And like I said, we'll keep following up. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for coming along and being my guest in this episode. Let everybody know how they can follow you on social media.
1: Yes, thank you for for having me and, you know, letting letting you hear my take on all of it. And um, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, I'm Yaz underscore money, Y-A-S underscore money. And you can catch my segments there and catch my life and my craziness.
2: And, you
1: know, thanks. Thanks for having and me. And all of
2: the yummies with Yasmin. <laughs> hey, we're,
1: don't get in, don't get me in trouble.
2: <laughs> all right, guys. And you can follow me on my social media pages. Instagram is YDG. Four underscores. Twitter is Yesenia D. Garcia. And Facebook is Yasenia de Garcia. Go ahead and leave a review and... Comment, subscribe to my podcast, wherever you are listening to. We'll see you on next week's episode.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them.